What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to episode seven, seven question mark of the bump and run. Uh, I'm your host, DB, Pat Perry with me, our boy producer Tony in the corner, because he's a bad boy. He's a bad boy, but he's put together a lovely rundown for today's mm -hmm. show. I'm excited to get into it. We're going to talk Charlie Woods. We're going to talk about a couple viral social media clips and some thoughts and maybe thoughts, thoughts and thoughts potentially. <laughs> um, OWGR discussion, me and Pat are going to deliver our top 10 ranked players uh, it's the DWGR, the D, the David World Golf Ranking, and the PWGR, the Pat World Golf Ranking. Mm -hmm. Discuss those. I think mine is going to be pretty controversial, but I I stand by it. So it's going to be a good show. Producer Tony, um, how you doing, Pat? How you doing? We good, boys? Yeah. Oh, here we go. A little little sound effect there. I don't. I don't Unbelievable. Know Unbelievable. Give him the hook. Give him the hook. That's me. Are we okay? That's I can't blame it on Pat. That's me. No, you should have blamed it on Pat. He's like the dog. You smell something. You, you, you smell, smell something funny. You just blame it on Pat. Everything right. is just like woof from the office nowadays. Everything is connected. I don't know what is what, where it's coming from. I just. <laughs> it actually happens to me all the time. My my phone rings and my laptop starts doing stuff and I don't know how to stop it from doing yeah. that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Pat, how are we, how are we doing, bud? Man, I'm good. I'm really good. Um, you know, it's Mexico Open Week, and, you know, I'm excited. We got a big stretch coming up, DB. Some good events, you know. We got, oh. we got the players. We're going to be there. We got Arnold Palmer coming up. And then, you know, before you know it, it's going to be Masters Week, that Bruh. first full week in April. Bruh. And there's so much going on, not just the world of golf, but also, like, life right now. It will be the end of Masters, I think, before we know it, but I'll also be exhausted, so uh looking forward to it all though it's gonna be a good time tony we good you want to kick yeah, us off all good it's countdown season fellas with uh countdown to the masters i saw a bunch of people a bunch of social channels put out 50 days to the masters a couple days ago mm. so we got 48 now um yeah pumped for uh pumped that's my favorite event of the year so really looking forward to uh to sharing that with you guys just the week and you know the content that we're gonna put out um as well as just that Thursday through Sunday. Now that we're on the you know, the group chat and we've known each other for a good amount of time now, some of the uh, the joking back and forth that we can do that week, I think, is going to be good. So yeah, really looking forward to the Masters coming up. Yeah, and I did some uh, I did some shopping today for a little bit that we're going to roll out. I think on Monday show for the <laughs> Cognizant something or another, uh, basically the, the Honda. I'm excited about that. Um, so yeah, we're we're going to have plenty of stuff to occupy us in the next 48 days. Plus March Madness. You know, we we'll have plenty of oh, stuff. I didn't even think about that. Plenty of stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right, Tony. Kick it off. We'll kick it off here, fellas. So today, actually, we're recording this on Thursday, February 22nd. Charlie Woods just finished up his round in the pre-qualifier, the pre-Q for the Cognizant Classic, which is, that's one of those words that I'm just going to stumble over anytime I try to say Cognizant. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but we Thank roll you. on. He shot. A 16 over 86 today in this pre-qualifier, which included a 12 on the seventh hole. Something that I'm familiar with. I actually I stop at 10. If I get to double tri triple, if I get the triple to whatever the hole is, I'm just I'm I'm out. I'm just writing in a, a score, whatever it is, and, and I'm done. Uh anyway, I'm not trying to, you know, qualify for a PGA tour event. Charlie Woods was. So DB, I'm gonna toss this one out to you first. Um 
What are your thoughts on on Charlie playing? I did read up beforehand that he was a plus three or is a plus three handicap. So then maybe the pressure of the the bright lights of a pre-qualifier for a Monday qualifier kind of caught up to to young Charlie. But give me your thoughts on him playing and then just maybe some thoughts overall on, uh, I guess, the golf world's infatuation with young Charlie, young little cat. Is Charlie the biggest vanity handicap in the, in the country right now? Is he just a vanity <laughs> handicap guy? I mean, because honestly, I, I think that's worse than being a sandbagger. I, I do. Like, I think, you know, we talked about the guys who turned in the 48 scramble score the other day, total sandbagger buttholes or whatever. Maybe they spent a bunch of money on trash and mulligans and string and stuff. If I, I, a vanity handicap is worse than a sandbagger. Change my mind. I just, I think they are. You, and maybe Charlie Woods is a vanity handicap. He doesn't want to be a four handicap because his dad's Tiger Woods. And so, you know, when the rubber meets the road and he's got to turn in a real score and he, and he can't just pick it up or he can't scoop it or he can't, you know, count the putt and he's got to, you know, the ball's, ball's got to hit the, the bottom of the cup and he makes a 12 on a par four. That's, tough, that's a tough scene for young Charlie. Um, it's also a tough scene for social media. You know, like we have not, we did not reshare the videos or do any of that other bull, bull. I mean, we've done some Charlie content in the past, but dude, whatever PGA tour intern was in the parking lot of that damn course this morning at six 30 in the morning to make sure they got there to film Charlie walking up and Charlie putting on the putting green and all that nonsense. It's just so sad. It's so sad. It's so, it's so sad. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think Charlie, you know what I think Charlie's going to be? This is what I think Charlie's going to be. I think Charlie's going to have a good high school career, golf career. I think Charlie is probably going to play some college golf somewhere. And I think Charlie's going to be a YouTube golfer. I think he's going to be, he's going to be a good, good Bob does sports, busta Jack YouTube golfer. And he might be the king of YouTube golf. I don't think he's going to be a professional golfer. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I, I think YouTube golfer might be a little extreme. That, that, um, honestly, depending on what level of PGA tour player you are or live player, you I are, guess it might be better. <laughs> what qualifies you to be a YouTube golfer? Like, cause does that mean he has, he's will have had like a few PGA tour starts or no. corn Ferry starts or like zero at all. It's just only playing golf as a YouTube golfer. The Busta Jack guys, the good, good guys, not the foreplay guys, the Bob Does Sports guys, none of them have had PGA Tour, Corn Ferry Tour starts. You just have to be a guy who has some money to have friends and have a camera people and have editors and get access to all kinds of courses and get access to celebrities and other fun people to play with and video it and put it up on YouTube. And that's, a personality, though. I don't know if that's true. Know Charlie's going to have the personality. He, but he wouldn't have to be the main personality if he doesn't have it. First of all, I mean... I. He probably does. He's probably a, a cool kid, but, but like he doesn't have to be the main personality. If he, if he teamed up with the right group, then just being, all he has to do is be Charlie Woods. Like he could be mute and, and be fine. Like it's still going to carry a lot of traction on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> I don't get the whole, like I understand why he, why it's so polarizing what he does and that when he's playing, but I, I don't think he creates it. I don't think, you know, a lot of this is no, his fault. I mean, just cause he, I mean, he shoots 86, whatever. There's a lot of pressure on you to try to do something when you're, what, what is he? 14? I don't know. No, I mean, 15 now. 
Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's his fault either. I, I don't think he goes he's out saying like I'm gonna be a scratch golfer. I'm gonna be as good as my dad. Like I mean, I, I just don't. I don't see that. I don't see you know. I'm gonna be a pro. I don't see him doing that. He's just kind of doing his thing, and. I think it's sad what the media does to them, to be honest, that that we're out there grown adults, like watching every move that Charlie Woods does. And yeah. then, you know, yeah. then we're also like bashing the kid. I mean, I, I just, I can't stand that. I would never want that as a kid. Yeah. I mean, uh, listen, <clears throat> I, I would not want my scores even today posted on, all, you know, all the time posted right. on the internet. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, at some point, Tiger and Charlie have had a conversation where, like, it, it's going to come with the territory, son. Like, if you choose to play golf, if you want to play golf, this is going to come with the territory because I am the GOAT, and it's not yeah. even debatable. So, I'm one of the most recognized athletes in the world, and you are my son. And if you choose to play the same sport that I played, this is going to happen. So, I mean, I would like to think that at 14, 15, however old he is, he does have a choice. And so, you know, but but I also understand at that age, like you would want to do, you would want to play the sport that your dad, your dad's great at. Like, why wouldn't you? That'd be yeah. great. So, I mean, I, I don't, we've never really heard from Charlie. Like, what does he expect or what does he want to do or what are his dreams or what are his goals? And I don't expect that we should hear from him necessarily. But it is, it is sad when, you know, a lot of grown ass men are fawning over every club twirl and every what's he wearing and oh my god he's the first one out the he's the first one out of the parking lot oh my god <laughs> you know and like tweeting everything it's so it is kind of sad it is it is sad we talk about him to some extent because it is it's golf newsworthy but I, I'm with you I I don't think he's asked for it and but it, at the same time like I don't believe he's so ignorant that. He didn't. He doesn't know it's coming when that's what you choose to do. Yeah, I, I no, I get that. Um, it is uncanny the mannerisms that he has that are yeah. so yeah. similar to Tiger. That's the thing that always impresses me the most. It's like, golly, it's like you're watching a little mini me right there. Yeah. Um, and that's probably some of the obsession for these grown men, right? Because it, it takes us back. There's a little yeah. nostalgia in it because we see young young Tiger in there, right? And and that's that's nice. But yeah, it's uh, boy. I would rather talk about Bo Titsworth, who qualified today. Uh, as I saw our friend, our friend Monday Q. Did you see that, Pat? Did you see Bo Titsworth? I did not. What's but... girl? Hmm, what? <laughs> <laughs> what a fantastic name! I didn't see that today. Yeah, dude. Uh, some kid. What did he call? Let me let me find the tweet. I gotta I gotta comb through all these effing Charlie Woods tweets to find it. Um, nice little sixty-five at the Honda pre-qualifier. So it's the same one that it's the same one that uh, Charlie's doing, right? Isn't that right? It's the Honda pre-qualifier, the Cognizant pre-qualifier. Yeah, the right? Cognizant. Yeah, I always because it's, it's not the Honda anymore, right? I know, but yeah, but so Bo is some lad who uh, who shot a sixty-five today, seven under. He he he's so he's gonna go. I would imagine he's gonna be going to the qualifier. Bo Titsworth. Yeah, and I the comments are fantastic. The first comment. Thanks for keeping us abreast. <laughs> so I wish I, I wish my brain would have thought about that. Yeah, that was, um, that's a kiss your brain moment, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it was. It, it, that's that's fun. All right, we, that's enough about Charlie. If we want, I don't have any other thoughts. Yeah, me either.
Yeah, we had top five and ties from this pre-qualifier. We'll advance to the Monday qualifier. And then from that, the top four spots will earn a spot into the Cognizant Classic next week. So okay. uh, it's like, Bo, Mr. Titsworth has a good uh, good chance yeah. there. Hell yeah. Do it for the tits, man. Do it for yeah. the tits. Do it. We, he needs a sponsor's exemption into waste management next year. Yeah. Just name alone. Well, but, then again, I don't think they. I don't think they need to do anything in addition to uh, to to rile <laughs> up the natives there at the waste management at the WM Phoenix Open. I'm sorry. Tarps off for Titsworth. All right, mm -hmm. fellas, moving on. Next one. So we got a couple of viral viral videos. I want to play for you here. Uh, this first one. This first first one is a little cringeworthy, uh, major cringe cringeworthy actually. Uh, I'll go ahead and play it for you, and then we can react on the back end. Excuse me. You, what you're doing there, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be right through, swing, follow through. No, you're doing too slow on the way up and then back. Okay, I'm I'm going through um, I'm going through a swing change at the minute, so. Yeah, so I mean, I'm going through a swing change at the minute, so with that, I'm just making everything. Yeah, thank you. I don't think that was. Yeah, no, I'm actually <laughs> doing a swing change the minute, so everything's slow um, in order to get, I don't know whether you see, you watch golf, the best players in the world when they are making a, a practice swing or they're going no, through a change. Say, one, one. <laughs> I, I just played one time, so you just need to follow through and see how much better that one was there. Keep doing that anyway, okay? <laughs> Thanks for your advice. Are we, uh, are we in the trust tree here? Yeah, Pat, I'm gonna throw this one to you first. <laughs> okay. I don't see you being that cringeworthy, but I could see you being like, "Excuse me, not just not just the one, but I could excuse me. Let let me tell you a little something about what you're doing there. I I can <laughs> I can kind of see that uh that coming out in you. I grew up at Augusta Country Club. I hit balls. You ever heard of Charles <laughs> Howell? I hit balls next to Charles Howell. Me and Charles used to walk around play some golf. Kevin Kiz, like that's Kevin Kisner. I mean. Okay, first off, <laughs> I thought we were gonna go a different route with the trust tree. I, I did too. Gonna, I did too. I was gonna. I was gonna talk about there was. I mean, maybe you about, choose your own path. You choose your own path. You I mean, my path was you. about the outfit. I mean, it was. It was something. It's something else. It's something else. Um, the first off, maybe I could possibly come across that way to you, but actually, I'm the furthest from that. Like I have. I don't know if I've ever given anybody any advice on the golf course. I mean, seriously. DB, have you ever seen me? Uh, you're kidding right now that you've never given anyone advice. On I am not a golf, like, give advice guy. Why would I be? I'm not good enough to do that. Name a time when, you, when you've seen me give somebody advice on the golf course. I'm just saying there's no way for as long as you've played golf and as, you know, with all of your experience that you have, that you've I, never no. tossed out a little, a little bit of, a little bit of advice. No, not that I recall. I'm not that. I'm not that type out there. No short game advice. No bump and run advice. No. I've I've probably advice. done bump and run advice when I've been asked. 
maybe top a thousand in the world when i've yeah. been asked yeah i believe you should get asked for advice to 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 uh, on the golf course not just unsolicited what's, advice what's your take on the outfit <laughs> i mean it's tight <laughs> it's very it's very I, tight it's my, i mean it's obvious that you know there's some purpose behind it <laughs> but um not much honestly there's not much yeah the <laughs> The guy though is certainly cringe, and she her reactions are funny. You know, just like this little okay here and there, and you know how he she hits a good shot. And he's like, like takes credit for it. There you go. I mean, that was uh that was kind of interesting, but I have I have one just random. Uh, the fact that you seriously said that I would be like that guy, like literally wants me makes me want to end the show and walk off. That's the stupidest shit I've ever. That would heard. not be the first time, but that's not what I said. I would, I would never do. You take that. it to level a million. That's not what I said. I, I, I do, I do think that at some point in your illustrious golf career, you have offered up advice on the course. That offering up advice on the course, or a lot of times, like what do we do when when we're playing member guest? You know, I'll tell you what's my one thought that I've had lately that I've been struggling. Yeah, with. Yeah, that's different though. Like I am not an unsolicited advice guy. I'm just not. And there are a lot, I mean, I, I will say this, I have played a lot of golf over 20 years like that guy in the video, and <laughs> I literally, like, do not like unsolicited advice guy. Like, that is a person I hate to play with. Is I agree, advice but there's a difference between this dude and the guy who says one or two things on the course, unsolicited advice. Like, I think. I think there's a difference. Now, I'm not saying that there's not. He's not going to graduate to this dude at some point. But, I think that guy's the same guy on the golf course that's unsolicited advice guy. Okay, I have a, a random observation, then I have two hot takes. The random observation is it it one of the cringiest parts about this video and the cringiest thing about this video is British people that say erm. Do you did you notice that in the beginning? And even the caption says erm. Like yeah, when, when she's like, that, really. oh well, I'm um, I'm playing golf, whatever. It's like, or I'm working on a swing change, um, E R M. It's in the caption. It's the weirdest sound to me that that people say that. Um, no, no offense, no offense to any. Uh -huh. uh, I mean, we make weird sounds too. We're Southerners, so. But two hot takes. Number one on the outfit. Um, I don't think she has the assets to wear that outfit. I, I think it's. I think it's. You said there's a lot of purpose behind it. I I, I don't think that there is. Um, she can wear whatever she wants, of course. But I, it's people in the comments like talking about how I don't get. I you don't, don't think that this that there's purpose behind the skin tight. There may be for her, but basically, just, like looks like you're not even wearing anything. Like that's this. I'm sure she's a lovely lad. But if 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 she's trying to show off certain assets of hers for for her social media benefit which i'm sorry but like if you're a golf girl and you're filming yourself in those pants you are trying to do that like you're so so don't give me the whole like oh i'm not trying to do that you make it no that's mm -mm. what my that's what i mean when i say purpose behind it yes i understand not, that's what i'm that's exactly what i'm saying i understand you're not getting my joke i'm saying the purpose is she has no ass so like she, her, uh, purpose, I don't know. I don't know. It's flat as a board. Look at her, I, which is again, it's fine. I'm just saying, if you are a young lady who's trying to, I show think there off, are differences in people's asses. Like, know what you're working with. You know what I mean? Like, just kind of know. 
Um, but the big, I mean, I think there's I have, purpose. You you might like a you might like a different style of that. And you, you know people not, who love a a flat ass. You know people that love that. I don't think it's that flat, to be honest. Listen, Bruh. I've been looking at asses for twenty years. Okay, and <laughs> let me just. Let me yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> okay, the biggest hot take I have is that this whole thing is staged. I one hundred percent in 100% will go to my grave this video is completely staged and if and if and once you once you allow your brain to go there because it goes viral because everybody just can't believe what a what jackass this guy is but and if you flip the switch and you allow your brain to go there and then watch it again and pick up on the little things that she's saying and he's saying and the timing of it all and the coincidence of it all and how most women who I've seen respond to this video on social media have said Oh no, honey. Like you've had you had way more patience than I did. I'm not gonna be mansplained on how to hit a golf ball. When you think about all those things and you add all those things up, this video is staged. This girl is a genius for doing this because it's drawing a lot of traffic to her account, but it's a hundred percent staged. I don't care. I mean, I think that was I I I really haven't thought that much about this video other than a few things. <laughs> I mean, I don't, your analysis of this video is like your analysis when you do unsolicited advice on people's golf swings on the golf course. You know, that's exactly what this sounds like. I, I'm just, <laughs> I, I am full time DB, so I, I I will get I will I will concede that I have more time yeah. to analyze our. our I watched it once before the show, and that was you know that's maybe fine. I need to watch it a few more times so I can see that the ass is flat. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get hate for that too. That's that's fine. That's fine. Hey, Everybody's thinking hate. hate. People are thinking it, but was that All in right. the comments? How flat the ass was? I did not see that. I didn't see that. Okay. <laughs> all right guys we're moving on to somebody who we don't want to be like uh whether it was staged or not to somebody i know you guys definitely want to be like uh we've got a guy who lives on a golf course who is just the absolute best so same deal i'll play the video we'll react on the back end giving out fireball in this hole last summer my buddies from rhode island were here and they said hey we gotta, instead of you carrying out the fireball we need a way to deliver the freaking fireball so Christmas comes, I get freaking I get two hundred a box of two hundred T-shirts, and this and this cannon. <laughs> and I'm like, we also discussed apparently in our state, what about liability? <coughs> Someone gets their eye poked out with this with this operation. So <laughs> check, check out the T-shirt. <laughs> That's what you leave with me yeah. okay. He's seen a lot of stuff. Yes, Amazing. Howard's amazing. It's... Howard's a great guy. Uh, don't know if I would have ate that candy at the end there, but Fireball T-shirt. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. And then just the graphic that we have of this guy sitting on his fire pit, <laughs> just holding a T-shirt cannon, like it's that's like a nice that's, house. Like a if really that's not the American dream. It, this looks like yeah. if, if you photoshopped him and the cannon and the cooler and put it in the streets of San Francisco next to a guy in, with fentanyl and like been up like this, you would think he belonged there. But no, he's in front of this lovely backyard in this million dollar house somewhere shooting bright ass orange T-shirts with fireball wrapped in them and cheap ass York peppermint patty candies to golfers on the 
unbelievable scene here from this guy. Um, I, I have some thoughts. The York peppermint patty is is the one I got to give him a ding on that. Like, that's lame, isn't it? Like, can we all agree that's that's a lame? Can if you're I, gonna wrap candy in the thing, can we not do a Reese's cup or something? I don't know. I, I wonder if there's some purpose behind that. <laughs> it's just like the last thing. Like, what if that's like to hide your breath after you know, like when you get off the golf course, you don't want you don't want to smell like the you know you've been having all the fireballs, so you just eat the peppermint patties. I, I don't know. I think it's a terrible. If my guy is shooting fireball with a t-shirt cannon to strangers. I don't know that he's actually gives a crap about what their breath smells like when they get home. I'm not talking about him. I mean, maybe he's helping them out. I don't know. I just, I don't, I think it's a weird candy to put in there. I agree. I do too. Um, how many times a day do you think he tells that story? Like it, the way, he, the way he just, I mean, can you imagine every group is pulling up like, huh? You know, and how, does he get their attention? What does he do? Does he, does he fire a flare up in the sky to let him know that, oh, there's something over here you need to ask about? And then I can just see him delivering that story 54 times a day on some, you know, highly trafficked semi-private club in Florida. And he just got it down to a science. His buddies in Rhode Island. And then the timing, the comedic timing of like, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, bang. And he just shoots it. And, they're like, and they go, it's amazing. Yeah, he sets it up perfect. So obviously you can tell he's got practice. I don't know. Maybe there's a fireball day. Like maybe he's not doing it every day, but there's just a day where it's fireball mm. day on the golf course. I, I don't know. But the thing that for me was just like, I was sitting there like watching this yesterday and I'm thinking, what's the t-shirt for? And then I, then he starts talking about the, the liability. And so I guess the t-shirt obviously cushions the fireball so that he doesn't hit somebody in the face with the fireball. But <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, it's, it, it, it certainly, uh, is, is pretty funny. And, and the guy's the kind of, of drinking fireball, like it's just a freaking kerosene. That stuff is terrible. Yeah, but it's terrible for you. What would you, I, like, I, this is what I kind of thought about. And I don't have a great answer. I'm hoping you, you come up with one, Pat. Like, I could see this being something that me and you do as like, like, what if, what if one day we're both retired? We're done. We hang it up. We live next door to each other, like best friends in the world. And every Saturday after we can't, you know, maybe we're either too fat or too crippled to play golf, but we just get to live vicariously through the the young 20s and 30s and 40-somethings that come through the club, and we're shooting off something out of a T-shirt cannon. Like, what – are we shooting, like, old t Tour Junkies T-shirts that we accumulate over the year? Maybe it's Siwoo Kim T-shirts after he's retired yeah. or playing on the senior tour. And what are we what are we wrapping up in the T-shirt and sending off? Well, you know, it gets hot here in the South, and, and this and – Mm -hmm. This actually just popped in my head. So, like, like around here, we're planning, you know, maybe playing in a golf tournament or a Friday gr group or something like that, especially when it's really hot. You just have randoms show up because we can, like, just on their golf cart with these popsicles, and they, but they're like popsicles oh. that have alcohol in them. God, that's so awesome. And they're, they're so good. They're like the, you know, the, the, um, push pop type things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plastic. Oh. I could see us like shooting those out to people, especially in like, you know, the hot summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a clip of push pops. Just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that would be great. That's, yeah. that'd be the dream. That'd be the dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Be, we need more of these guys. We need more Howard. You know, you want to talk about growing the game. Howard is growing the game. Cause if you he don't is. think, if you don't think there's some 24 year olds that go by and they, then they go tell their boys, like, you guys got to come to the golf course with us. Just hack it around. You can play out of my bag. Old Fat Howard's going to send us a few 
you know, a few fireballs and a York peppermint patty, and it's just electric. Come see. And then well, the next then, thing you know, their friends are like, oh, drinking and being outside, listening to music and hanging out with my boys for four and a half, five hours is awesome. I, I You have the opposites, too, on the golf course. If, if, if uh, you yeah. live on a golf course with, you know, or play a golf course where people live on it, yeah. they're going to be the opposite of him, to just get mad that a golf ball hits their house. And you're like, you live on a golf course. Yeah. Okay, we're not all professionals. All right. Next time that if somebody gets mad at me for that, next time I'm gonna go. Charlie Woods made a 12 on a par four. If you think he didn't hit a house or two during that 12, and he's Charlie freaking Woods. My dad's Dan Barnett. He was a cop for 30 years. Okay, I'm gonna hit your dumb house four inches from the white line. Okay, that's yeah. what I'm gonna say next time. I'm gonna I'm gonna print the tweet of his scorecard and take it to him. And then Chuck's, get a satellite image of Chuck's that hole he made a par, a par four on. All right. That's good. Yeah. Thank you, just, Howard. Just the vibes that guy has overall. Like you said, DB2 at the uh when you guys a couple weeks ago at Dobson Ranch. I know the Paulsons with uh, with inside the ropes on PGA Tour Radio. They always talked up Goat Hill out in uh out in San Diego. Just a cool park you can go to. You don't need a collared shirt, just different things like that, just to kind of, you know, just to switch up the feel of the game a little bit. Makes it uh just all more all the more relaxing. But next one I got for you guys here. We had uh, a couple things with the official world golf rankings this week, as far as uh, Thorburn Olison, we got three guys who got into the masters with special invites, all kind of varying degrees have uh, ties to this show. We got show. We got Thorburn who got in again, along with oh, wrong one. Hold on. Hiss huh. a got in <laughs> and then DB your boy, Yakum Neiman got into special invites for, to, for the masters, which also led to Greg Norman uh, throwing out a post about the official world golf rankings, where he said laughable live would have two players in the top 50 OWGR. If we exclude recent signees. And then he posted uh, a list of four different rankings groups, the official world golf rankings, SI one from data golf, and then one called, I'm going to call it tugger. Uh, yeah. World, yeah. world golf rankings yeah. t-u-g-r which apparently is the universal golf rankings which i hadn't heard of i think this uh, all self-claimed on that side I, I think they're doing their own thing they're unanimous they're, we got scotty scheffler and then it varies from there you've got live guys you've got pga tour guys uh from two to ten is what i'll go with uh everything is just kind of all over the place so i wanted to throw that at you guys i wanted to if we had a t-j-g-r tour junkies golf rankings we can do this each of you give me a top 10 what would your tj gr rankings look like hmm. okay how do you start all right i can I, start so so we're gonna go ahead and just say scheffler's one because i i don't agreement okay unless you go um, first sorry i don't want all right here's my top 10 other than chef so two is rom three is rory Four is Victor. Five is Brooks. Six is Jordan. Seven is A Bear. Eight. I don't like eight. <laughs> I kind of feel like eight is like an eight A and B is Cantley and, and Xander, but I really don't even want to put them in there. But I just feel like, I mean, unanimously, you know, and all of these are kind of in there. Then I'm going Gooch and Neiman. Now I put a lot of live guys in here. And I think these live guys, like especially Neiman and Gooch, if they were playing, if they were getting ranking points, would be 
would be up there in the top 10 the way they've been playing lately. So, and I think Brooks is one of the best players in the world. I mean, when he when he comes to a major, you never can count out Brooks. And so that's why I put him so high up there. So, there you go. Wow. Um, serious question. Did you forget uh, that Max Homa or Colin Morikawa exist? I did not. Actually, I had Kawa up there. I think I had him at... So you put Gooch? I think Taylor I had him Gooch at... and Nina above I had Max him at Homa. eight, and then I moved him out to keep Cantlay and Xander in there. Really, Gooch is kind of like... I, actually, I will switch Gooch and Neiman, and I'll put I'll put Gooch twelve because really I had eleven because I put Xander Xander and Cantlay as as eight A and B. But you would put okay, so you'd put Xander and Cantlay over Homa and Morikawa. I would, yeah. I think I think on an average basis, they they're better than Homa and Kawa. Yeah, I, is it, this obviously depends on how you think about it. And I mean, you know, look at the look at these rankings. Xander and Cantlay are in the top five of every single one of them. So you can't. You couldn't uh, immediately say Homa and Cower ahead of those two. I don't. I don't think. Well, I think it depends on how you look at it. So, uh, you know, obviously the OWGR. I think that whole system is very flawed. I, first of all, I think it goes. I, I think it's too. There, there's too much weight in some of the longer term stuff. And you know, we've talked to golfers. Golfers change. They, they go through. I mean, you know, a, a golfer for three months could look this way, and then the next three months he looks this way, and then another three months from now he looks like this one back here. And, you know, it changes a lot. And so sometimes I think it's just hard to get – sometimes the World Golf Ranking gives so many points and credit to what a guy did 10 months ago, and now it seems like he's a totally different player. And then, and then vice versa, a guy who's on fire – isn't catching up to the same speed that you feel like he should be catching up to in terms of who, where should, where does he rank today? I don't have any math behind this, but this is how I thought about it. I thought about it kind of two ways, pure talent, pure talent. And then I thought about majors because we say majors are what determines the best players in the world. Do we not? We say they're the strongest field. We do. Although the problem is there's a lot of players that are the best players in the world that are steadily getting pushed out of the majors. I know. That is, huge is one of them. That That is a huge problem. I agree. So I, I what I did is in my head and not my imaginary major championship scenario where legitimately the best golfers in the world get to play, live, PGA, I don't give a crap, where they all get to play. Who do I think performs best in those majors? Who do I think? And, and then aside from that, outside of the majors, you know, who's the, just the most talented? So we both have the same top two, Scotty and Rom. To I'm sure you're not going to be surprised by this, but Rory is in my five spot. I think in terms of pure talent and a guy who could win a major tomorrow, and I trust him to do it more so than I do everyone on the list behind him, maybe except for Brooks, is Dustin Johnson. I have him at three. I have Victor Hovland at four. I have Rory at five. I have Homa at six. I mean, Homa's one what, three or four times since Patrick Cantlay and Xander Schauffele have won at all? So how are we going to say those guys are ranked higher than Max Homa just because they consistently finish fifth? And, like, Homa might all throw right, well, then I would question you on whether or not Homa has performed well in majors. He, he just started performing well in majors last year. He had good performances in majors last year. That is true. He was a late bloomer there. Um, so I go Homa six, Brooks Kepka seven, then I was torn like you on where to put Xander and Cantlay because on pure talent, they deserve to be in the top 10. 
but they also feel like the same guy. So I've put them at, at eight and nine and I put Kawa at 10. I think you could make the argument that Kawa should be above them, but Kawa is also just kind of shown to be a little bit of a beta and I don't like him that much. So Kawa's 10. That's my list. Now, right behind that list, if I were to rank the next five, it gets really hard because I wrote down Cam Smith, who we've not talked about, Bryson, who we haven't talked about, Neiman, Ludwig, Wyndham Clark, and Justin Thomas, who's resurging right now. Like Thomas is not going to get any credit in the long term because he had a, a rough year last year. But right now he's looking a little more like vintage Justin Thomas. He's got a win, but I think he's probably, you know, top 15 player in the world. But that next yeah, I, five I, or six is also hard to figure out. I'm surprised you didn't put Neiman in there. I think Neiman, from a talent standpoint, is one of the top 10 players in the world. I think he's very talented. But he can I, hit a ton of PGA different shots. Though, even on the PJ Tour, though, I sometimes questioned how engaged he was from a week to week. Like, and that that like that kind of hurts you. You know what I mean? And I don't know that Neiman really showed it in majors when he had opportunities. I'd have to go back and look at his major record, but part, I don't part of this too, though, is it, and this is what drives me crazy about, especially well, a lot of things. People pick bets, they pick DFS lineups, and they just pick whatever. I mean, one and dones off people they like, and moving people up and down the rankings because you don't like them is is just stupid to me. Like, I, I don't think you you put Rory. At six or seven, I know you have him at five or whatever, just because you don't like Rory or he hasn't closed the door on some majors. Like, I mean, you can't look at me Lately, and tell me eight that years. Rory is not one of the most talented golfers in the world. Uh, he, he's, a, in my opinion, he's the fifth most talented golfer in the he, world. That's he, pretty freaking good. That's really that's good. pretty good. But I think you could, you should, he, he should. You think probably he's more talented right. than Dustin Johnson? You think he's more yes. talented than Dustin yes. Johnson? Yes, I do. Maybe I think DJ's but that's a stretch to put DJ up that high. But right now, I trust DJ to close the door at the Masters way more than I do Rory to close or any major for that matter. Way more, way more. Give both of them tied going into the last back nine on a Sunday for any major. I'll take DJ every day of the week, and th and that's something. That is a talent. He has a talent of being a big dumb animal in big situations. And being a mouth breather, not getting worked up, not putting too much pressure on himself, and closing the door, and he's freakish. How could man. you? How could you say that over Brooks Kepka? Brooks Kepka closes the door in majors. He DJ's does. won two majors. They're like the same person. I would put Brooks Kepka over DJ. Yeah, I mean, I could see how you can make an argument for that. I think there's a little bit of recency bias in DJ's recent dominant live well, yeah, in Vegas. Did. Yeah, a um, little bit of that. Just. Again, I'm thinking about who today is my top 10. Um, but but I, I can get down with that. The thing that's interesting, though, is that you and I are very different, as are some of these rankings that we're looking at here. And so it, it also brings up the point of, you know, what is the best way to, to determine these rankings? Because even just you and I are two talking heads about golf, have very different views of people, of players. Yeah, And so it makes it very hard to, to say, like, what's the exact one? I do think, though, the official world golf ranking is definitely flawed, especially with the way things are now. It's got to adapt to the way things are now. And so I don't know what the perfect way is, but it, it's certainly not reflective of, the, of who the real top, you know, 50 people or so in the world are. Yeah. And, you know, every, going back to the Masters invites with Neiman and Hissetuncier and... Um, uh, 
<laughs> who's the third one? Oh, oh, uh, Piss Bear. Or, yeah. I, you know, it's not like the Masters just decided to give this to him because he's done well at Live. I don't think that's actually what happened. They're doing it because of what he's done to qualify. Didn't he win like the Asian Pacific or something over the fall, or he contended and played well over there, and then he did something. There was something else that's in their quali qualifications. I think it's a misleading statement to say, oh, the Masters is smart because they're realizing they need live guys in the field. I don't think that's actually what happened. I mean, there's a live, there, there's a Masters board member, or there, there's a Masters member on the board at the OWGR that's choosing to block live from getting points. So I, I don't think that that's the case. And and the argument here is can all be boiled down. You know, everybody bickering on Twitter about should they be in, should they not, should live players be in the major, should they not. You can forget all the points thing. Like all, all the world golf ranking points can be thrown out the window for majors if the four majors decide they just want the best players in the world and they want to determine who they are. So like they could get they the national, the USGA, the PJ of America, the 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 RNA could all get in 12 guys in a room and vote on on who their best players are and who they want in, in majors. And then just make it happen regardless of world golf ranking points. If they decide Taylor Gooch is one of the best players in the world, they want him in a major, they want to send an invite, they should do that. They're not doing that. That's not what they're doing. That's not what the Masters is doing. I'm glad they're they're letting Joaquin Neiman play because I love watching Joaquin Neiman. I, I think he's a good fit for Augusta. But that is not what they are doing. And so it's not like a. I, I don't understand the live victory laps for this. There really shouldn't be a live victory lap here. Yeah, so, I don't. Golf Digest put out an article on this. It says Neiman has played in a number of non-live com competitions, hoping to raise his OWGR standing, and he captured the 2023 Australian Open in December. Yeah, it appears that that Australian victory was the catalyst for his inclusion. In a press release, Augusta Augusta National cited that win, along with top five finishes on the DP World Tour, among his credentials, with no mention mention of live golf. Yeah, yeah. Well. I think it's fairly obvious either way that he should be a top 50 in the world coffer. A hundred percent. I wish the national would invite more. I mean, like 80, I'm so sick of, of, I mean, we're not getting into a master's discussion, but I'm sick of the masters being a 90 or 85 player field. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it is too, it's, it's too small. I, I wish it was a little bit bigger. Um, it doesn't have to be 140 or 150, but it's going to be, 80, I think if it, I think if it like just got to a hundred. Yeah. Just get yeah, to a hundred. A hundred would be amazing. Anyway, all right. Good stuff, fellas. Uh, listeners, comment below. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Give us your thoughts on what you think a top 10, would, top 5, top 10 would be. Uh, give us some explanation on that. All right, guys. Last topic that I've got for you. We had several, uh, I guess, incidences last week with, I'm just going to call them the runs. I don't know if that's factual or true or not, but I'm going with the runs. We had... Tiger, who had to withdraw from the Genesis Invitational uh, because of, reportedly, the runs, but what he said was influenza. Uh, <laughs> we also had a video a video of Tom Kim rushing to the first tee, almost missing his tee time uh, last week as well. Again, I'm just going to assume that it was the Rhea. Um, I have no basis to determine that at all, but we're going to go with that. And then I saw today also that... Uh, Cantlay was also dealing with a fever. So we're going to include him as he had the runs last week as well. They, they were serving a lot of in and out last week. So that was kind of making the rounds also that uh, in and out gave everybody diarrhea at the Genesis Invitational. 
Uh, can't confirm that, but uh, going off of that though, guys, I want to know, do you guys have any kind of, and it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, just pooping your pants type stories, but do you guys have anything where you're rushing to the first tee? Uh, maybe the, uh, maybe something hits you during the round, have one too many or something like that and just can't find a bathroom, any kind of stories or anything like that while you guys have been, uh, been out on the course DB, I'll, uh, I'll toss that out to you first. Uh, well, before I answer that, I would say that one of my chief concerns, if that were to happen, would be in the process of having to take care of myself is that I would somehow manage to get a stain on my Swanee's polo. And if you <laughs> haven't checked out the Swanee's polos yet, you're missing out. I'm actually wearing one right now. I can't wait to bust this one out on the course here pretty soon. Our friends at Swanee's are giving you a major discount. If you use code TJ25, you get 25% off your entire order. You can use that over and over again. We got a bunch of people buying up Swanee's gear in the Discord. Uh, just shout out to Swanee's for taking care of us. They're taking care of us for the rest of the year, sponsoring this show. And go to Swanee's.co. Click the link in the description of the podcast or the YouTube video, and I'll get you some good Swanee's merch for yourself, your wife. There's junior apparel on there. It's all good looking stuff, all shipped to anywhere in the U.S. and Canada. Good local U.S. based family owned business with Swanee's uh, doing a great thing. So check them out. Yes, I would be concerned getting that on my on my shirt or my my Swanee shorts or joggers potentially. I don't have any experience with that yet. I mean, I did just turn forty, so oh, I do expect things to. Uh, yeah, I, I I was I can't believe it took that long. I do expect <laughs> things to begin to go south and become uncontrollable somehow at some point. I I would imagine it would start with some sort of a fart that then turns into a disaster. I think that's how it'll go down for me. If I want to predict my own uh, situation here, I think that how that's how it'll be. But no, I, I've never really had anything, and I've never um, the only uh, the only um, the most the most interesting bathroom situation that I've ever witnessed with my own eyes was when I was caddying at Augusta National in 07 and 08 in college. There was a caddy who got fired, and actually this went this went around on on the Facebook because it was 07 08. I think it went around. Uh, it went whatever viral was back then because this caddy got fired because I, and I was in the group uh, behind him. He was in his group was the old ball coach from University of Florida Gators, Steve Spurrier. And Steve Spurrier stepped off to the side of 11 fairway to, to take a piss. And the caddy had his phone on him, which was a no, no to begin with. And then took a picture of Spurrier taking a piss in the woods at Augusta and posted it. And it got him in a whole, got him fired. Uh, and I saw that I saw the whole thing happen. That's it. That's all I got. That's the most controversial thing I've seen happen on a golf course in a bathroom. Now, Pat and all of his, you know, older years and a lot of a lot more experience of playing golf. I'm sure he has a more compelling story. So we can wrap up with that. I feel like I'm being looked at to provide some sort of um, education um, experience and whatever with this, but I actually don't really have much experience with this oh. is. I don't, I can't recall it really happening. I think the OCD part of me gets the better of me in that I like to make sure that things are released before I play golf. As a matter of fact, if it doesn't happen, uh, it's, it's more like I'm locked up. Not, it's not going to be a, it's, and that's going to make me even more mad. So I, uh, I don't really have many, ex you know, much experience with that. Um, so I can't really provide anything. I hate to, hate to burst anyone's bubbles but uh i just don't have it 
It's all right, bud. Sorry, right. you you let us know when it happens, okay? I mean, when it happens, yeah, I'll let you know. I'm okay. sure you know. So. Um, all right, I think that's it. I think that wraps up episode seven of the Bump and Run. Thank you to those who are getting into the show. We hope you like it. If you have any tips or suggestions on what to what to, we should talk about next week or from week to week, drop it in the comments. Send us a DM. All the DMs are open on socials and in the Discord. Uh, click the like button on the YouTube channel or YouTube video. Subscribe to the channel, and uh, let's have a great week. All right, see ya. Keep it hot. <laughs> <laughs>